Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. On this podcast, we interview fellow entrepreneurs who are willing to share their stories, their trials, and their triumphs in business, all in an effort to help you avoid the same obstacles and to achieve success faster. But at all times, continue to rely on our faith to see us through to victory. Now with today's guest, here is your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello everyone everywhere, Pastor Bob Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast today. We're so blessed that you are joining us. We've been talking with Chase Williams uh, in part one. If you missed part one, you got to go back and catch up. Chase was a fitness director in the corporate world. And everything was going along great with her career and everything until COVID hit. And then suddenly things changed. Go figure, right? Well, Chase was able to pivot. She, after a lot of prayer, she was led to start her own online coaching business in the fitness world. And it just took off. She is so successful right now. And she's been sharing with us, you know, all of this information that she was able to gather. You know, that's what we always say. Gather as much information as you can, then make a plan and implement the plan. And that's exactly what she did. She's been sharing with us about her success and how you can do the same thing. Now, like I said, if you missed part one of this great two-part interview, you need to go back and catch up. But right now, we're going to jump back into the interview with Chase Williams. Do you focus only on helping women to get into the routine of working out? Yes, I do. So I, um, all women, all moms and help them, um, as I said, create that household of help Mm -hmm. to where it is a generational thing where they're living a sustainable lifestyle, not following a diet for X amount of time. And then yo-yoing, like really trying to get out of those cultural things that were, we've been you know, taught for so many, like 20, 30 years. Right. And so helping them shift into looking at food in a healthier way, looking at movement in a healthier way and creating a space to where their relationship with both of those things is changed and it becomes part of their family. So then the kids, everyone follows suit and they're again, those next generations, their relationship with diet culture is different than you know, what we grew up with. We grew up, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 36 years. Am I 36? Yeah. 36 (laughs) years old. And we grew up in that like slim, fast, lean cuisine space where you have to be skinny and you have to, you know, buy all these things and, and really God already created this earth for the things that we need. Amen. And so that is part of how I teach my, the women in my program is we talk about God made it, we consume it. And keeping it super basic and simple to where he created us for movement. He created us to consume the things that he already provided for us. And so as we do that and we shift that mindset around diet culture stuff to no sustainability, that's how we're able to help our kids understand. And again, just leaning into that generational um, changes. Do you help like female business executives at all, or just stay at home moms? I mean, who's the primary person that you're helping? Yeah. So moms come in all shapes of sizes, right? So their version, some of them are, some of them work, some of them are business owners, some of them are stay at home moms. So it, there's no specific on that side, but they're the people that do come in, they're over doing that yo-yoing. They're over 
like constantly feeling like a failure in concerns to their health and fitness. And so when they step into the program, that's where we start shifting some of that mindset and all of that. So I do, again, just working with women um, to do that because the, the leader, there's different roles that a husband and wife take on, right? And to say that, you know, we're, we submit to our husbands and all of those things, the, the emotional support and all of those things are just different on how we support our kids, how we show up for our kids. And so when we are doing a lot of the grocery shopping, a lot of the meal prepping, a lot of the food stuff in my house, I tell my husband what to buy and then he cooks it all. But the point is, is it really is just bringing it back to, um, just leading our kids. And as women, God did design us to be more of that nurturing, more of that teacher, more of that, um, you know, support, emotional support to our kids. That's how he, he designed us like that. And so when we go through that and when we, you know, or start to put in, um, movement and fitness and all of those things, like it really does not to say the husband's not involved or I'm not saying that, but I do know the importance of a mother and the role that we take on as women. I was looking on your website and you have something called a 3M method on habits and routine building. What is that? Yes. So my 3M method is really just focusing on the movement mindset and macros. Um, and so when I work with women through their phases and through the, you know, the starter of the program, it really is those three things. It's your mindset on, you know, as I kind of touched on, like how we look at food, how we look at, you know, diet culture stuff, how we look at weight loss, the mindset I believe is one of the top things. And so starting to shift how we view our body, how we view our worth, how we view how we, you know, show up in our space. Um, and so shifting how they, the mindset stuff and then verbiage, right? So when they're talking on coaching calls and they're having conversation about what they're experiencing, I jump in sometimes as, as, Hey, well, how else can you reword that in a positive way? Instead of being like, oh, I failed and I just have to start all over. I'm like, no, we're not starting over. Let's really step back and look at like, how did last week go? How can we take the information from last week and be 1% better this week? And if you felt like you failed, why do you feel that way? And then we dive into that and we dive into like what comes up for that failure piece. And man, we live in this Pinterest world where us women think (laughs) that our life has to be Pinterest pretty and everything has to be perfect. And I will be the first to say, like, I personally struggle with the the perfectionism in life and being able to, you know, overcome some of that conversation with myself. I'm able to help them to like shift how we look at that perfectionism. How do we look at, um, okay, well, if that's feedback from last week, what can I do this week to make a slight shift? And, and so that's where, again, you know, when it comes to my 3M method, it's that movement mindset and macros and movement is so important as we age having, you know, oh my gosh, we can go on and on and on for about all the (laughs) benefits of, of movement. Um, just Google it guys, you know, so, but there are so many, you know, benefits, um, emotionally, physically, 
as to moving. And then the macros piece, everything has macros. When people say it's macro friendly, I'm like, uh, all food is <laughs> macro friendly. Don't get me started on that. But it really is just getting in a more balanced way of eating yeah. instead of one way or following this way or following this way or following this way. And so when we follow macros and we follow like just breaking things up in like more of a percentage based eating, we're then able to learn what a balanced eating regimen looks like for a daily routine, for a weekly routine, and minimizing the overwhelm of like healthy, not healthy, organic, not organic. What does this label say? And like minimizing all of that overwhelm because sustainability isn't eliminating. And as we go into working through having that sustainable lifestyle, we have to be okay with having the cake at the birthday party, having the ice cream on Friday night when we celebrate and hang out with our family. Um, and so those are the type of things that I, you know, we talk about and we overcome inside, inside the program, but also where I want women to feel confident in what they're doing. Amen. Now, I was looking on your website. You do a lot, even <laughs> prior to your kids waking up in the morning. Can you briefly share with us the importance of making time for yourself before you start charging into the day? Wow. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I have so many women, uh, like, you know, my church community and stuff, and they're like, what time do you get up? (laughs) I'm like, y'all, if I don't get up early, I really am not the best version of myself. And yeah. I truly feel that in order to give to others, you have to fill your cup first. And so for my, uh, my space, what I, you know, work on and, and it's taken years of development and years of trial and error, just like anything, but I wake up, my alarm goes off at four 20 <laughs> and Amen. through that, I know that sometimes I kind of snooze but I do, I am usually up and ready and moving around and everything by 5 a.m. Yeah. And I spend some time in um, prayer. I spend time with Jesus. I read my Bible. I pray about what he wants me to hear this, in the, this morning. Like, how does he want me to spend my space and spend that quiet time? Because again, being up before the sun comes up, no one wants to bug you. That's right. No, you know, Amen. and it Amen. really is a pure space where I get to enjoy me. I get to work on me. I get to make sure I'm again the best version of me to be emotionally present for my kids, to be emotionally supportive to my husband. And without that moment of me time, it's very hard. It's yeah. very hard to be able to continue to go on through the day where I'm just on like edge. And by starting my morning with Jesus in gratitude and prayer, I'm able to look at my day in, in peace. I'm able to look at, um, every little thing that's happening with gratitude and just, I'm more grateful. And just, I see those small things in a lot better light than if I didn't start my morning that way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I, I've been the same way, you know, from my military days, you know, I don't get up at 420. 5 a.m. is when my alarm goes off, but my feet hit the floor because the alarm clock's on the other side of the room. Right? So once my feet are on the floor, I'm up. <laughs> you know? 
but uh, yeah, I spent that first hour, hour and a half, same way. Uh, and it just, there are some days when I'm reading the Bible, sitting here at the desk, reading the Bible and, and I finish the chapter and says, you know, you can go back, take about a 20 minute nap right now. He's like, get out of here, devil. I'm reading a whole nother chapter now just for saying that. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking to me for? Get out of here. Yeah. This is my space right now. <laughs> God says, absorb all of it. Not close the book, go to bed. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. so, hey man, I feel you. I, I do the same exact thing. You know, my grandkids, I take them to school at 7 a.m. And, you know, their their text says, sorry, it took you so early, Papa. You know, it'd be like, you know, 630 or something. I said, what are you talking about? I've been up for two hours now, you know. <laughs> for sure. Amen, amen. So how do you help your clients just to stick with it until it becomes a, a natural part of their day? I mean, when you first started doing your 5 a.m. Bible studies, I'm sure you were having those conversations too, you know. But how how do you get them to stick with it. So it just becomes so natural for them that they don't even want to mess with it. Yeah, I definitely, as I said, the mindset pieces is a lot that comes into it. And when you have someone in your space, that's not necessarily like in your close, close network, right? So as a coach, I come in and as a, when you are a coach, like your role isn't to tell people what to do, right? I don't say do this, do this, do this. Yes, I have phases and processes and in a a system. But really when it comes to being a coach and when it comes with working with people, it's helping them find what works for them. Yeah. And it sometimes some people and some women that I've worked with, they're like, okay, I've got it. And I'm like, okay, like go fly. Go fly and let me know how it goes. And then Sometimes like, you know, some, I have women that have been with me since I first launched my program and there are ups and downs to this, a fitness journey. There's ups and downs to life. And when you're doing it alone, you know, some, you know, sometimes the people around you and your network and your normal everyday life, sometimes those people don't fully understand or aren't always your biggest cheerleader. Because a lot of people are selfish. I'm just going to throw out, throw that out there. We are very selfish, self-consumed people. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a coach and when you have someone in your corner, when things feel really low or when you want to give up or when it's really hard, that's when you raise your hand and say, oh my gosh, I, I need support right now. And, and I tell my clients that often I'm like, it's, this isn't going to be perfect. Again, Mm -hmm. it's not Pinterest perfect. This is something where you're going to have hard times. And I usually know where, like I've worked with so many women now where I can see where the hills and valleys come in and I can see what actions are happening where I'm like, okay, something's coming up. Like we're about to like have a conversation and where I'm able to say, Hey, example, usually around six to eight weeks, I can say, Hey, just so you know, you're going to feel less motivated but that doesn't mean we're giving up. And so I know when those hills and valleys are coming and we celebrate all the highs, we still find all of the little things, the wins, even in the lows. And we continue to like put in those little basics, those foundational principles that are able to move them out of, I'm in a low, right? I'm in a valley. How do I get back up to the top? Like we really just keep working on that discipline and those habits because that's going to be able to pull us out. 
you know, and when, when life does get a little more chaotic and life gets a little more like, ah, there's so much happening around me. I'm like, okay, simplify it, stay the course, stay disciplined because that those habits that you create in that discipline and in that consistency are going to be able to take you way further than if you were to just be like, okay, my hands are thrown up. I'm not going to do anything. I'm like, no, let's, let's just stay the basics, keep the basics going. Um, and then it doesn't have to be all the things that you're working on in this moment, like go back to the basics when it's in the Valley. And then, then you can level up when you're in the high, right. Then we can start working on some of those other things. Like, you know, when I started rolling into my morning routine, like, as you said, it's, it wasn't perfect at the beginning. Like I kind of was just trying all kinds of stuff. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I would get lost and start scrolling on Instagram. I'm like, wait, this is not the purpose of this time. Like get off Instagram, stay focused here. And so those, again, it's not perfect. And I have some mornings where I'm like, God, I don't even know what you want me to do here right now. I'm just going to like sit here. And yeah. so again, when, it, when I'm helping other women, it really is knowing and seeing from a coach's point of view, like what what they're experiencing and being able to tell them, Hey, it, what I'm seeing, it's probably going to get a little hard here in a second. And I want you to know it's coming. So (laughs) what, and what we're going to do when that comes is we're going to power through, we're going to work together and you're going to lean on me more during that time. And so again, a great coach is just going to tell you that something's coming, um, versus pretend it's not there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Do you recommend that most of your clients work out like first thing in the morning to get it out of the way or how do you, how do you help them choose when to work out? Sure. So, um, again, like working with them on what's going to work best for them and where they're at, what stage of life they're in. Um, some women, like their kids are in so many activities in the afternoon. It's absolutely insane for them to try and get it in, in the afternoon. Um, and so they do have to start shifting to that morning routine where the workout happens first thing in the morning. Um, some are, Hey, I'm going to squeeze it in whenever it fits. And they just look at their whole week and go, where is the best spot? And every day looks different. Um, but again, we have our minimum standards, like, Hey, get in at least three to four a week of some intentional movement, not I mowed my lawn today. I'm like that. Yeah, you mowed your lawn, but let's be intentional and specific with what activity we're doing and where you planned it. It was specific towards your health and fitness goals, not your chores. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So, you know, when I was in the military, I, you know, that's, I did wake up at 4am then. Right. Because I drive the bar- to be at the barracks at four thirty. That's usually when they be start waking up people at five o'clock uh, to you know get ready for PT. They'd have a chance to clean up and all that stuff. But as an officer, I'd be there at four thirty, and I check in. You know, if there's anything that needed my attention that occurred overnight, and then what am I going to do for next hour and a half? You know, well, I go out for a run. You know, three four miles even before PT formation. You know. So, you know, and then we'd run four or five miles during PT and then come back and, you know, we'd be finished about 730, eight o'clock and say, okay, first formations at nine. Well, I wasn't going to go to the mess hall and eat all that stuff, you know? So I go, me and my buddy, we go for another two, three mile run. So I'm putting in like 10 miles before work even started, you know? <laughs> I love it. But, I love but it. it was so energizing, you know, because uh, I could plan the entire day. What needed because I knew what needed to be done and you know, okay, how we're gonna handle this, that, and the other thing. So when I come to formation, you know, 
I've already got, I've been up since four, you know, so I've got five hours of planning already accomplished in my head. And, you know, the troops are, you know, okay, well, PT's done. What can I do to get out of work today? What, what do I got to do? I'm all right. Three, four hours ahead of them. You know, they could never, they, they could never stop me. You know, well, I got to do this. Okay. Sergeant Jones, you handle that. You're going over here, you know, type yeah. thing. And it was, oh, I just love those days. Because I could accomplish the army adage back then is we do more by 9 a.m. than most people do all day. I was living it. (laughs) That's so true. That is so true. And it's amazing what you by just shifting and people are like, well, what time you go to bed? I'm like, as soon as my kids go to bed, like it really is a an entire routine because you have to be prepared for the next day. And sleep is still just as important. So I don't lose sleep. People are like, well, you don't get any sleep. I'm like, no, I get I for sure get my sleep. If you don't want me when I'm not having when I haven't had my hours. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah, back then I would go to bed at ten o'clock. Yeah. Kids were in bed at nine. I was in bed at ten. So on the weekends, you know, their friends were over and stuff, and and you know, they all right, be quiet. I'm trying to sleep in here. You know, it's only ten o'clock. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but I'm going to bed. That's right. Stop talking. Be quiet. <laughs> That's right. Or go home. Be quiet or go home. Up to you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> amen. So. You have something called a ripple effect that you talk about because your faith is the center of everything. Explain what the ripple effect is and how this applies to your client's life, health, and business. Mm. Okay. So (laughs) that teared me up because it's one of my favorite things to to talk (laughs) about and also just see it come up, you know, to see it like for sure happen. And when I look at or even just as humans, like when we really are just show up in our best self, where we let the light of Jesus continue to shine through us. And we are able to smile at people when they want to just look away. Or, you know, when we want to, um, you know, give high fives to random people. I totally do this, by the way. But (laughs) (laughs) I just get so excited about life. And when you really start to pay attention to, as I said earlier, like those small things and have gratitude for those itty bitty little things that happen in your space, you really do carry a different joyous outlook of life. And that joy is contagious. And really when inside, you know, our community and, and and inside with these women that I work with, like that is something like as they start shifting their mindset, as they start showing up differently in their space, um, they are able to create that same like joy and that same like uh, adjustments and that same mindset to the people around them. And so it really, like when you throw and you really think about that, throwing a rock into a river or, you know, when a fly lands on the water, you know, and everything's super still and you start to see it just become this like expanding circle around like that full on ripple and just watching things go from, you know, as I said, like the generational changes and those generational shifts are the main core, like to my core, give me all the drive because I know that as these women start to shift what they're doing, how they show up in life, that it just ripples down to, to the next generation. And it's going to continue rippling down because they are able to just impact the, the people around them and their network and their community 
and to be able to start to shift how we look at fitness and nutrition. And it's not, it doesn't have to be this complicated, overwhelming space. It really can't, you really can live in balance with that being normal in your life. So you also use the term household of health. I love that phrase. Explain mm -hmm. that for us. Yeah. So I, I, when I was talking about those interviews, I did, um, you know, when I was bringing on a, a new person, I asked them, what did that mean to them? And I said, you know, cause I wanted to hear from them. Like when they hear that, like what comes up for them? And as I was, you know, going through that, it was interesting to hear what, what, when they think of that, that a household of health is just embodying all things healthy. Right. And it really is. And, and for me, like, that's really where it comes from. And it was interesting because they felt the same. Like Amen. it was really hard to pick. <laughs> And hire somebody <laughs> because of what these women were so connected. And I was like, are they just like really good at interviewing? Cause like, this is so good, but they, they also made some, some good nuggets and everyone's going to hear something different. And so as being a coach, as I said, it's not about my way or the highway. It's about creating this space and creating this for their own home because their home is going to look different than, you know, their friend's home. And their home is going to look different than my home. And everyone's at different points of the journey. Yeah. But to create a household of health, it really is embodying the entire, all of the things. It's not, I only eat this way, but I don't work out. Or I work out a lot to punish my body, you know, because of what I'm eating. It's none of that. Like we have helping them create a household of health is where their mindset is healthy, how they look at food is healthy, the type of foods they consuming is nurturing to their body, um, how they move, they move well, you know, and just for their health, not necessarily for weight loss and not necessarily for, you know, I have to have this, you know, competition type body and walk all over this, you know, go and compete on the stage. Like not everyone's vision is that. Yeah. Some people just want to be healthy. They just want to have not worry about being, you know, diabetic down the line because that's in their family and they want to take shifts and make that not be what they don't want. They want to end that. And so when I, when we say create a household of health, it is it really will look different for every home, but it's where they're, they're emotionally able to have, you know, great relationships with their kids where, you know, they start teaching and have healthy conversation around food and saying, oh, we eat that because it's healthy. I'm like, no, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's healthy. Yeah. But how can we teach them like there are there's good, better and best when it comes to the type of foods and the quality of foods that you eat. Amen. And so, you know, we do that with my kids, too. It's not about like, that's only healthy food. You can't have this food. You know, like we do a wide variety of all of the things so they can understand what a well-balanced eating regimen looks like. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's funny how not funny, just interesting and cool how we as humans can actually start shifting generations to come. Yeah. We really yeah. can, but it does yeah. take work. It takes wanting the drive and, and the passion behind it. And like, I want something different for my kids. I want them to look at life differently. I want them, you know, like 
it has to come from us first, because if we're able to say, you know what, I'm going to shift this, I'm going to end the diabetic thing in my family. And I, we are going to have a healthy view and relationship with food and with our bodies. And we're going to, it's going to start now. Praise the Lord. Chase, this has been so interesting. If someone wanted to get in touch with you about your coaching program or uh, they have a couple questions, et cetera, maybe they want to do an interview like this. How can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Sure. Best way is my website, chaselynnwilliams.com. And it's spelled with two N's, Chase Lynn Williams. Amen. Amen. Folks, Chase has it put together for you, especially you mothers out there listening to us right now. Chase has put this together to help you become the best that you can be. Your day's full, especially if you're a mom. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. And being the dad was great because, like, go talk to mom. But, uh, you know, that's how I operated because I was gone most of the time. But Chase has put all this together to help you become the best that you can be. Body, heart, mind, soul, faith, it all works together. Get in touch with it. Drop down the show notes. Click the link right there to her website. Use a contact form on the website. Look at the blog. I mean, she's got a great blog page there. Lots of interesting articles. And folks, you need to start this now. Well, you know, it's, I'll wait till the first of the month, or I'll wait till spring, or I'll wait till the kids are out of school. Or start now. Start where you're at. Even if it's only 15, 20 minutes, start now. Amen. Chase, thank you for coming on the program today and blessing us with all this information. It was such an honor. I appreciate being able to spend some time with you. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today for Chase Williams and myself. This is Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. You have been listening to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. We appreciate you as a listener and fellow believer and want to encourage you in your entrepreneurial efforts. These programs are designed to provide you with information that you can use in your business to achieve success faster and avoid the obstacles that try to impede your success. All information on this podcast is for entertainment and information use only. Some of the products and services listed in the links may contain affiliate links and Pastor Bob will earn a small commission when you click those links at no additional cost to you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode is published. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. 
So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.